Hey, look out! It's the Waste and Safety Compliance Podcast, the hope for the hyper-regulated, where we unravel the regulatory mysteries of the legions of acronym-odious agencies who want to keep you perpetually licking their tall leather boots. Our goal is to help business owners and managers like you to overcome the EPA, DOT, and OSHA compliance obstacles through knowledge and understanding, breaking the circle of fear by putting the rules into plain English. The Waste and Safety Compliance Podcast is brought to you by Echelon Environmental. I am your host, Ron Harvey. But first, for a quick disclaimer. The general information presented here is for educational purposes only. It will be helpful in guiding your environmental health and safety programs, but our instructions throughout this series cannot be construed as legal advice of any kind. Your needs may extend beyond the scope of this series of discussions, so you're encouraged to get professional assistance with specific regulatory issues. At the end of this discussion, we will show you how to contact Echelon Environmental and get your complimentary quick compliance assessment. There, you can learn some of the common issues that the regulators love to pounce on if they drop by for a friendly visit. Our hope for you as a new EHS manager is that our commentary will give you some broad directions in this very important role. And as always, we are glad to be of service. Hello and welcome to another episode of the new EHS Manager's Survival Guide. I haven't been feeling well for a couple of days, so I'm not dressed and I don't care if the light looks good. I'm just going to do this and then we'll get on with the show. In our last episode, we talked about the, your new responsibilities and the knowledge that you're going to need in order to fulfill them. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to find the records, how to look into the history of your facility so that you can chart your course forward. As you begin to look into the past of your facility, you're going to need to know who held your position before you had it. That is going to be a very valuable person if you can find them. They may still be at your uh, facility in another position, or they may have gone elsewhere. If you can track them down and get a hold of them, they may really help you quite a bit as you get your new position underway. So if you can get a hold of them, what you want to do is you want to sit down basically and interview them. There's a number of different things that you're going to want to know because they, instead of uh, uh, rebuilding the wheel, it would be a very good idea if you could help, if you could find out from them where all the stuff that they've done before you is. One of the first things you want to ask them is where are all the EHS records, safety records, uh, uh, accident records, all sorts of all sorts of information that is somewhere. Hopefully, they were keeping it somewhere for you. 
and you need to see if you can figure out where that may be. Now, it may be on, your, uh, it may be on that person's local computer. It may be on a, a disk. It may be on a server somewhere. Wherever it is, you need to find it. You also want to know what the EHS concerns were before you because if there was a specific problem that they had identified before you, it would be a good idea to see if you can pick that up right away and, uh, and start working on that because otherwise it may go under the radar for a long time. You might also ask them over coffee or lunch what the attitude of the management of your operation is. And by, man, by attitude, I mean their attitude towards the EHS regulations, their attitude towards the budgetary concerns that go with environmental health and safety. Though the, if you know where your management is coming from, that's always a good position to be able to see if you can uh, continue working with them the way they're familiar with being worked with. If you can, ask them what their greatest EHS concern was because they would have dealt with some of the same problems you're going to be facing. Good idea is to, to ask them what they were worried about and that's something that probably you're going to need to worry about too. And if at all possible, ask them for help. If they're still at the company, that would be easy. If they're not there anymore, maybe not so easy. But get their phone number, get their email address so that you can just kind of shoot stuff back and forth between them and say, hey, I've run into this. What do you think? Uh, they, I'm serious. That person can be a real lifesaver in uh, your quest to pick up the reins and get things back, uh, get things under control. One of the next things you're going to need to do is to find all the existing records from the previous EHS programs, if any exist. And don't be too surprised if on occasion you might find that for something that would be pretty obvious, they don't have anything. That happens. And you're just going to have to know it. What you're going to be looking for are inspection records, training records, OSHA 300 logs, uh, uh, pro written programs, uh, respirator training and fit testing and all that stuff. All of these different EPA, DOT and OSHA requirements are hopefully somewhere on somebody's computer so that you can start digging into them when you need them. So really what you're trying to do here is to uh, come up with some kind of a baseline so that you can find all of the existing programs and at least have them at your hands when you are going to need them in order to start uh, implementing, uh, catching up on past training, overdue, annual physicals, all that kind of good stuff. Now, if unfortunately none of this stuff exists, you're going to be in kind of a pickle. But there are some really very good uh, online resources that you can use 
to at least see if your facility has been in trouble in the past with, in particular, EPA, DOT, and OSHA. In our next episode, I show you where to go to dig that stuff up and see if we can, um, at, le uh, at least, at the very least, you want to know what kind of problems your facility has had in the past because um, yeah, those problems may still exist. Okay, next on your agenda is that you're going to have to take a look at where to find all of the regulatory background information that you're going to need to know in the performance of your new position. Basically, you're going to need to find all of the regulations that your facility is subject to. And of course, the big three federal regulations, in case you didn't know them already, are 40 CFR for the waste and chemical management regulations, 29 CFR for the worker protection, workplace safety regulations, and 49 CFR for the DOT commercial transportation and hazardous materials regulations. Okay, now I'm going to give you a real hot tip here because I have been reading the regulations for years and years and I have found one location that I just, that's my go-to source right now for all of these uh, Code of Federal Regulation uh, citations and that is ECFR. That's what it's called, the ECFR, www.ecfr.com dot gov. Can't get a much simpler address than that. There you will be able to search easily. The layout for the for what they have there is really great. I just I use that uh, those reference I use that reference on I don't know pretty much a daily basis. When I need to know what a regulation says, that's where I go. You can go there too. It doesn't take long to figure it out really self-explanatory. Now, of course, there are state regulations. Yeah, another set of regulations. And those, you're going to have to look for them yourself. There's no way for me to tell you where to go. Um, if you are looking for uh, waste management regulations for a specific state, just type it in the search in Google or Bing or Yahoo, whatever you like. Um, just search for waste regulations in South Dakota. Somehow or another, that's going to refer you to some government, some government authority, and then you're just going to have to start digging because it's in there somewhere, but they don't necessarily make it very easy to find the state regs. Okay, now this one might be a little uncomfortable because something that I've always told my clients to do is to meet your regulators. Now, that's not a very, that's a, that's kind of an unsavory uh, approach. But it really is so important because, first off, if you can talk to these people and actually get on their good side, they can be extremely helpful. Because basically, having a hide-and-seek or a adversarial relationship with the regulators is simply a bad approach. And 
as I say, if, if you can be straight with these people, they will help you for the most part. Now, I'm serious in that, yes, some are extremely helpful folks. Some, well, I don't know. They can't be helped. But it's always, even if they are going to be difficult, it would be better if you would know them by their names and be able to call them or send them an email and say, hey, I've, I've got um, something I'm dealing with. What do you think? Although, really, sometimes it's better to have a third party make that inquiry for you. In the process, you will find out that most agencies have what they call white hat inspection programs. And in these, they will come in and they will look for everything that they're supposed to look for in a regular audit, but they will not fine you because you actually invited them in. And it can be very, very helpful because they will point out what you're doing wrong or what you're missing, and then you can work on those items. Now, you may have to get back to them, and you may have to keep in touch, and they may come back to visit you without the white hat on. But at least you've gotten a real head start in um, seeing your facility from their perspective. Now, of course, one thing that you don't want to do is invite the inspectors in without your boss's approval. Please go ahead and get that first. It would not be good if you don't let them know what you're doing. Which brings up a good point. You need to know who the EHS leaders farther up the managerial chain are from you. I would assume by now you've identified who you report to directly, but you probably want to know who they report to and maybe who they report to all the way up to the corporate level. Because if they are going to be keeping tabs on you, you want to know who they are. It's just really simple. You know, they may be uh, very helpful. They may be authoritarian. They may be totally hands-off. There's all sorts of different approaches the management can take. But if you know where they're coming from, at least you've got a pretty good idea of how to handle them. And of course, if you can find the person that's at the top of the EHS food chain, you can find out what they want. Take a look at their memos. Take a look at their uh, profiles on the company website or something along that line. If you can reflect back to them what they want, that would probably help. And also, they may have priorities that you are completely unaware of. So you want to make sure that you're playing their game, at least to the degree that it helps you accomplish your responsibilities. So to review, you want to talk to the previous EHS person, find out what they know, find out what they got. You want to get access to the regulations so that if you have a question, you know right where to go to get the answer. 
You want to find out who regulates your operations and maybe even get to know them. And you want to know who your boss is, who your boss's boss is, and what they want. Because you are going to be judged on making them look good. This is Ron Harvey. I hope I haven't sniffled too much or been annoying. (laughs) But I'm glad to have been with you for this episode of the new EHS Manager's Survival Guide. We'll see you again next week, or whenever that might be. See ya. Bye. Compliance. That is what the regulators demand. If you don't know which rules your company is subject to, you are a sitting duck, and the regulators can bag you like a bully taking candy from a child. Your best defense is a strong offense. You need to learn the regulations and put the appropriate compliance systems into place. But I wouldn't recommend that you go out and buy copies of Titles 29, 40, and 49 of the Code of Federal Regulations and start reading. It is almost guaranteed that in one hour you will be way more confused than when you started. Honestly, the only way to navigate your way out of the regulatory jungle is by following a guide. Echelon Environmental has produced the Quick Compliance Assessment to help managers like you begin the process of getting a firm grip on the tools that will lead you in the right direction. It is available only through this link. Questions may be directed to me by email to ron at echeloncompliance.net that's R-O-N, my name, at Echelon Compliance, E-C-H-E-L-O-N-C-O-M-P-L-I-A-N-C-E dot net. Or you can reach me by phone at 843-599-0330. Thank you for taking the initiative to help your business fulfill its regulatory obligations. We look forward to helping you. Thank you. Bye.